Hello everyone and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. It's amazing to see you all here today on this platform. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are watching me for the very first time, I want to say welcome to you as well. And um, yes, it's a fantastic way to kind of meet as many of you as possible to be able to join us in our conversation today. And so if you are joining for the first time, the goal of this podcast is to give you resources, especially for female business owners and aspiring female entrepreneurs who are looking for ideas, direction, support, and advice on how to start a business and transform their vision or even their ideas into a successful, profitable business. So every week you will hear candid interviews with remarkable women and men who have turned their visions into a successful business. And so we are also celebrating the Global Entrepreneurship Week. We are taking it into December. And so welcome to a new month. So this season, we will be interviewing remarkable business leaders and entrepreneurs around the world. So today, I am so, so thrilled to welcome Yemisi Obitayo, um, a businesswoman who has extensive experience in the business sector. She has worked with both startups and established brands in business development, sales, multi-channel product distribution, and marketing. Um, close contacts have regarded her as the amazing, pragmatic, focused, and excellent at business results. She has a track record of increasing sales and growing the bottom line, as well as championing operation reforms to drive productivity at a lower cost in one of the previous organizations she worked in. She has a large network of e-commerce, fintech, and SaaS business partners. She currently works as the head of business at Awaba, and so she's going to be sharing with us her experience on how she was able to successfully drive business into the emerging economy. So without further ado, welcome to Birth Your Vision, Yemisi. Let's get started. How are you? Hope Thank you're you, welcome. Anna. <laughs> you are welcome. Great to see you. Good to be here too. Thank you so much. And I hear from someone that this is the first podcast that you've actually um, been invited to. So welcome. How are you yeah. feeling? I hope you're not nervous. <laughs> A little. <laughs> okay. I, I suppose it's expected. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of nerves is not too bad, but you're going to be fine because I'm going oh. to hold your hand all the way through to the end. So welcome. It's great to see you. I hope you've had a great day. I hope you've had a productive day as well. Yes, I have. I just came back from a book launch by a woman too. Oh, wow. How is... to launch a business too. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Excellent. Great stuff. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into, you know, the world of business and how you actually became, um, you know, interested in starting a business. So basically, what really motivated you to step into the business world? Okay. Thank you, Anna. You're welcome. Um, after I graduated, um, my search for job drove, um, drove me to go into business. I found myself in the banking sector and um, I had to drive business for the bank or go home jobless. So that motivated. So it was, I, I gave myself it's either you win or you win. So, <laughs> so I gave it my all. all and Within three months, I, 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 my portfolio grew astoundingly. So, I mean, that, that was the drive, that was a push. And from there, it was just an upward spiral to witness. 
Fantastic. So how did your portfolio, you know, grew to a great space? Because many people may be watching and thinking, but what did you do to get your portfolio to definitely get to the place whereby people are able to see you and source you as a great business leader? Okay, thank you. Um, one thing I've realized in business is that your customers, your audience, those you're selling to, they want to see empathy. So, so far you are able to put yourself in their shoes and say, will I, will I buy this service? If I will not buy this service, how do I sell this service to me to make me buy it? So once I'm able to convince myself to buy that service, I've already sold to one person because I, I can tell you for a fact I'm a hard person to sell to. <laughs> so once I can convince myself, oh, this product, yes, I need it, and I think I will buy it if I'm in this person's shoes. So I put myself in the place of every customer that I'm about, about to approach, every B2B, every B2C that I'm about to approach, and say, oh, what value is it in this service, is it this product for these customers, and how would they accept that? And I find that, that doing that even before I approach the market helps me to prepare about 90% even before getting to the market that I want to sell to. Okay, fantastic. So that means that you're somebody who is very resourceful. You understand the market. You are yeah. even someone who's quite hard to sell to because you know exactly what you want. And it's so important yeah. that we understand exactly the kind of products we want, the kind of services that we want and how we want to be treated as customers, which is very, very vital. So thank you so much for that. And yes, I know that you are the head of business in an amazing company. OK, um, and so I wanted us to kind of talk a little bit more about the company. So please, can you um, describe your position? and the Awabak organization to us so that people can understand what the organization does and what is your position within that company. All right, thank you. So I'm currently the head of business for Awabak. I've been, I've held previous head of business roles in about five, five different organizations and this is my fifth head of business role. So what we do at Awabak is we're trying to digitize the pension industry especially in Africa. Right now in Africa, pension payment is still um, about it's like 15 years ago banking. So the way banking used to be where you had to take the teller to the bank to deposit money where you had. So that is currently the way the pension industry is. So what our bar is doing is that we're trying to digitize the whole pension process, assessing your, your pensions, making payment for your pension, making your contribution, I mean, leveraging on your pensions to, to do a few other things like mortgage, access to credit, and also our bar is trying to digitize that process for Nigeria and Africa as a whole. Okay, that sounds very much interesting and is definitely very much up to date to how the world is now a digitalized place. Um, most things are online. What we're doing right now is currently an online platform where yeah. I'm able to see you, right? Which is really amazing. But how are you educating those people who are not very tech savvy, who do not understand how to yeah. use technology to be able to access the services that Awaba provides? Thank you. So this is a very good question because we have a focus on micro pensions. There's something called micro pensions that this is for the informal sector, for those that are not tech savvy, for the um, local community tailor, the cobbler, the market woman. 
And um, we realized that the best way to get these people to, to be financially included is that once they trust you, just as I said earlier, once they trust you, they'll do business with you. So mm -hmm. we just got agents amongst them. Let's say, let me cite an example. Um, a market leader. Every, every every trader in the market trusts a market leader. So what I need to do is to convince the market leader that this is a product, this is how to assess, this is how it works. And I leave the training and education to her because she knows the best approach to preach it to our people. And besides that, we, we know now that um, with on your mobile phone, every almost 90% of us, both old and young, use a smartphone. And we know that one of the most used apps is WhatsApp. So now we realize that my mom sends me WhatsApp messages every every day to pray for me. <laughs> right? So these old people, these um, non-tech savvy people, this um, not really needed people use WhatsApp. So we have we have built a WhatsApp post so that they can they can do all these things on the WhatsApp. And okay. also true agents who they trust in their local community. Oh, fantastic. That's really good because what you're doing is you're positioning people, giving them a role to play within the community to help them, to help others, especially those who are not technology savvy, who do not even understand how to use a phone. And it's so important that you're using the WhatsApp platform, which is quite straightforward. Once you have somebody who can guide you and support you through it, which is very important. And um, I love the fact that you've created an opportunity, which is almost like a, a job in a way, you know, to be able to put an agent within that locality to help them and train them. So it's almost like training the trainer. You train the agent exactly. to also train them, right? Yeah. To be able to become more digitalized, especially in this kind of age that we're living in, leaving the old behind, but really investing in the new. Excellent. That sounds really amazing. It looks like Kawaba is a great company. And, you know, um, you've already told us about the kind of things that you do and in terms of the people that you serve. So that's really great. And so how has your journey been as the head of business within Awaba? How has that journey been for you? Have you had ups and downs? Have you had positive um, experiences? Have you achieved the level in which you want to achieve or you're still working to attain them? So tell us the process in terms of how you've enjoyed being the head of business at Awaba. Thank you. So initially when I got into Awaba, first of all, the micro pension space is a space a lot of people do not even believe in because they feel that because micro pension, the way micro pension works is it's a voluntary contribution to your pension. So they believe that the normal person, the normal middle income earner who has a nine to five would not want to pay their pension in the first place. So now I have given you the advantage of paying your pension by yourself. They might not want to pay. But I didn't see this like I didn't see it in that light. I saw it as these people been given opportunities they didn't have, opportunities that People they look up to people, I mean, the people in the formal sector have opportunities of loans, of pensions, of medicals, have, and tell, I mean, we, I had to deal with educating, I had to educate those in the informal sector on how it works, how it's going to benefit them. And by the way, they have, they, they have 
the fear of having to put their money in the bank where they have to go through procedures and processes before they can get this money out. So, so had the challenges of having to educate them, that's one. Secondly, had the challenge of getting influencers within the community that would train others to trust and use the service. Then we had, um, I had a challenge of penetration of having to penetrate a new state, a new local locality, of having to tell, oh, this is how this works. Who are we going to meet in this community? And um, sometimes we get threats in communities. We don't want you. We've had people like you before coming here and they go with our money. And you, especially in Africa, which is regarded as the imagined economy, you know, the little that people make, the ones who keep it to themselves and they don't want you to come and take from it. So you have to, do a, you have to do a whole lot of convincing to tell them that I am taking your money so that I can give you more in future and you can be secured. So those were some of the challenges that I faced. Yeah, they definitely sound um, like challenge, to be quite honest, because it's about the mindset, isn't it? Um, if you've been in a mindset whereby you, you've not really had the experience where you were able to trust you know the community that you live in and even the um, government that you live that are supporting you is very very tough and is very challenging yeah. so therefore you're still going to be thinking in the past tense rather than the present and it's all about the mind shift exactly. and i could just imagine how difficult it was for you trying yeah. to convince them to let them know that there is a new system in place there is a new way that we are doing things for your own benefit for your future yeah. For you yeah. to be able to gain a lot more if you start to put some in it at this moment which is very very vital so i'm happy that you're able to you know overcome that because you know when we do um go into business or when we are the edge of an organization there are challenges from left right and center but what really yeah. makes you stand out is how you're able to manage that how you're able to overcome it what solutions you're bringing in to be able to you know be seen as the as the outstanding leader so well done for for being able to do that and i know that the road is still you know a long way to go but at least yeah. you're putting things in place still right in progress. Yes. absolutely you're still putting things in place so that's yeah. really really great awesome stuff so it really sounds like awaba is a great company to work for and to also be in and so you know just looking at you at the moment in terms of um, your abilities. So what abilities did you already possess um, that you felt actually hated you in the progress as a businesswoman? In terms of the skills you had before you, you decided to embark on your journey as a businesswoman? Okay, thank you. First of all, I'll say empathy. Mm -hmm. Empathy, the part, yes. the part that I've had empathy for a while and I know how to use it. That empathy has given me, the soft skill of empathy has helped me a lot. And the, the fact that I always look out for solutions that will make life easier for people. So that also motivated me to say, oh, I think I can use this skill of making things happen for people. And the fact that I've had 
um i've had to to run several businesses in different sectors i've worked in the banking sector i've been um in the real estate sector i've been in e-commerce i've been in oil and gas so what i look out for is how to create solutions the fact that i have a solution creating skill has also helped me to skill in this role so i'm able to look out for empathy create solution and how to leverage opportunities and also create opportunities for all of this to happen Fantastic. That sounds like great skills. You know, having a problem solving skills is definitely important. That's what we need in the world, isn't it? If there is a yes. problem, how can you solve it? You know, we need solution driven um, strategies. We need solution driven opportunities to be able to help us to, you know, solve the problems and the challenges of this world. And that's how many of us were able to provide, you know, a food on the table. And because we have that problem solving skills and we can turn them into a profitable business, isn't it? Yeah. And so that is so important. Absolutely. Definitely. So on the topic of today, you know, it's about um, emerging. And so if you can just please share your experience on how you were able to successfully, you know, drive business into this emerging um, economy at this present moment. Thank you. Wow. Um, I, I would just like to say a little bit about the emerging economy. A lot of foreign investors or businesses see having to establish their uh, i mean branches of businesses in the emerging economy as non-profitable because there's there's no facility, financial facility in the first place to even patronize them but i'll say that it's 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 a little bit wrong because the emerging economy is 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 easier to convince that i will put it that way unlike the, the the civilized economy in europe uk and all where everyone is exposed you have every facility you need at your fingertip but here there is um scarce resources there is this is we know that finance is scarce technology is scarce it's not as advanced as where we as the way it is in 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 in, in markets that have emerged so it is it's easier for them because it's care. So you bring in those products, then they want it. They want to access the same way you have access to um, pension, micro pensions in the in the economy. I also want it here in Africa. The same way you have access to credit, I also want that same access here in Africa. The same way you want um, access to free health, we also want it here. So the fact that the the the, the need for it. The, the need is already there. So once I come, I just the the fact that we're able to feed that need easily makes it even more successful. Mm. Absolutely. So what are the things that you've actually done um, as a businesswoman to impact this emerging economy currently? Thank you. So for I'll, I'll go inside an example. I'm inside a few examples. We yeah. have um we have different associations of informal workers. So what we do is to partner with them, educate them, this is how to manage your finances. If you put this aside for the future, we give them financial literacy. We also put them on the path to assessing health as a reduced rate. I mean, at about 95% lower than they would have assessed if they went for those care directly. So, I mean, I've been giving them access to all of these things that they were not able to get before. 
has helped us to impact their lives, especially those communities where they were limited. Awesome. So it's about education, isn't it? Um, yes. It's about raising awareness, allowing people to understand that this is what is available. Yes. Yes. This is what yes. we can support you with because it actually enables empowerment. It's like an empowerment tool. You're empowering somebody to learn about yes. their micro pension, to understand how the system works, to understand that there is support in place. You they need the support and to give them the guidance. It's almost like you're holding their hand, just like you yes. said, creating a, a way to have an agent within those communities to help them positioning them so that they can actually be the voice and also support them to get through to the end. So that's really great that you're using those tools to actually help your community to emerge because I think it's so important raising awareness and understanding how the emerging market works is definitely crucial in in the in the rise, you know, to to actually help the economy to definitely grow. So in terms of um you know mentors and coaches and sometimes you know we do need that especially when we're starting out and i know that you had a starting point um and you had that kind of flair for business and i just wanted to know whether you had a mentor or even a coach or even a trusted advisor in the beginning of your journey okay thank you when i started on my journey in business what really motivated me was seeing other successful women and seeing them i could see myself in them and i be, i could be, i believed that oh if this woman can achieve it i think i can do that so i mean today i look back um 10 15 years ago and i'm like i used to look up look up to people in here now i'm here yeah. <laughs> now that i'm here i'm looking up to people who are far ahead of me again so that's that keeps me motivated as far as i'm saying a woman doing it and making it ahead of me. I look up to that person and say, oh, very soon I'm going to get here. So that's what basically motivates me, not a single person. I really like that. It's almost like you're saying the power of visualization. You saw mm -hmm. a visual representation of who you wanted to be and you decided to tell yourself that I'm going to manifest this because I myself am mm -hmm. destined for greatness you know yeah. and um it's amazing that the power of visualization it's so underestimated because when you visualize something it comes to pass you know mm -hmm. especially when you um, pray about it and you focus mm -hmm. on it and you yeah. work on it you take actions yeah. you've had to take some actions to be able to get to your position at the moment being the head of business at a great company is not easy it requires a level of um determination, focus, commitment, and also perseverance as well, you know, and also obviously your skills that you're bringing to the table. Everybody must bring something to the table. What have you got to offer? I'm sure they saw that you were fit for the job, you know, and um, and this is where you are at the moment. So the power of visualization is so important. And so for those who are listening to us today, we just want to encourage you that um, no matter what you um feel that cannot be possible always be rest assured that when you focus your mind and when you believe in yourself that things will definitely come to pass so it's about writing it down and also praying over it and definitely taking the right action and that's what my guest today has done she's prayed over it she's manifested it and now she has become it 
So well done. And, you know, it's really commendable in terms of what you've achieved so far. So what advice would you provide to someone who wants to pursue a profession in the same field as you? What would you tell them? My advice to someone who is pushing a profession in business is to go for it. There is always a need to be met. Always look out for that need to be met. Always look for that loophole that no one has tapped into. Always look out for opportunities. Opportunities will always present itself. Take hold of it. So true. Absolutely. Opportunities Opportunities are everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. Um, sometimes it comes knocking at your door. <laughs> the question is, are you in to open the door for the yeah. opportunity? Yeah. And sometimes you have to go and search for the opportunity, right? Because you know you want this. You know that every time you sleep, you wake up, you dream, you breathe this, you know, whatever it is that you want to become, right? And I know that many of us, we want to become the very best version of ourselves. And sometimes the opportunity come for you to be that best version of yourself. And sometimes you have to go out and search and show people that actually I'm good at this and offer yourself and offer some free services until people can understand that actually there is a skill that you have that is needed within this organization. So the power of opportunity is definitely there, but you've got to make sure that you are available when it comes knocking. And I just wanted to look at the um, comments. I just wanted to see what people are saying. So someone said, well done, Yemisi. Your words are quite inspiring and encouraging. Keep winning. Excellent. And that is from one of the um, wonderful guests who is listening today. So do leave your comments. If you have any question for my guest, let me know and I'll be able to ask her as well. So excellent, brilliant stuff. So now, um, so what books... I've actually helped you um, in terms of beginning your career. So are you someone who reads books or you prefer audio or you prefer to listen to motivational speaker? You know, what has helped you along the way really to become the businesswoman that you are today? Thank you. Um, I am a person that listens to a lot of motivational speakers. <laughs> Especially Christian motivational speakers, when they have, we, we have a lot of loads and loads of Bible references to guide you in business. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of this. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to learn from the Bible. And um, I tend to listen to a lot of Christian motivational speakers. Fantastic. Is there a particular one that you like to listen to if you want to share that with us? Um, yeah, in Nigeria, I have um, Pastor Samadiyemi, I listen to okay. him, so he's been an inspiration, and we have um, Bishop Willie, we have a lot of them here in Nigeria, so I listen yeah. to a lot of them. Fantastic, that's really awesome. And so, you know, who are your role models? Who are the people that actually inspires you to become the very best version of yourself? <laughs> um... I really do not have a role model. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> yes, I really do not have a role model. I've decided, oh, I want to model out of those directions. And all. But then there are a lot of women that I look up to that have achieved a lot. And I, 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 I see them and I'm happy about their achievements. I want to be like them, but not necessarily model after their steps. And also, I have um, we have the likes of Wuki Ojoy, we are in Nigeria, so I look up to her a lot and I hope to attain what she has attained to in her career and business. 
Okay, awesome stuff. Yeah, um, you know, you, it's really funny that you said that you don't really have any particular role models because sometimes we always feel like many people have role models. Um, mm. And I really like what you said. It's like you're inspired by people, but you don't yeah. necessarily want to be like them. Does that make sense? It's almost like I'm inspired by what you do, but I just, I'm inspired by myself. <laughs> you know, yes. I inspire yes, me. You're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, mean, so I'm, I'm inspired by the next version of me, the next version of me, that's what's inspired. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm inspired about the next future of me, who I'm going to be, yeah. like, and, and what that looks like. I'm, I'm yet to unravel that. You know, I'm excited yes. about the future of who I'm becoming and who I'm stepping into. And so I'm inspired by others, but I'm truly inspired by myself and the next um, level that I'm stepping into. So, uh, yes, I do get that, definitely. So there's another wonderful comment here. Someone said, um, AMC, your confidence is hot. Excellent. OK. And um, I think there's a question here is where do you see as the peak of your career? Quite tricky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great question, actually. So where do you see yeah. yourself in terms of, let's say, in the next five years? And what does that look like? What is the peak for you? Okay, thank you. Um, the moment where um, I create solution for... Um, the moment where I, I create solution for for uh, how do I put it? This is a really stupid question. I <laughs> for um, a, a lot of a community, right? Open the door for a community. Like I used to, I, I, I used to tell a lot of people that I see a gap in children, the street children not having where to go to, then they becoming, we call them area boys here in Nigeria. And so I, I hope to open, um, a tech community for them and bring all these children that have been condemned to begin to do different innovations. And I know that we have different bodies that do that does that all around the world. Then we can have um organizations like Mercedes can teach them how to make cars. We can have the likes of Microsoft teach them how to do this. I mean then they, it could become an innovation city for solutions for I mean children that have already been condemned. So that's where I, I hope to end my career. Fantastic. That sounds really amazing. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. And I do pray that you do achieve it because I think that there is a need. There is a need for young children who are not able to have a steady guardian, you know, parents in the house and there isn't any support for them and i think there is a need for people to rise up and to support those young children in any community yeah. and in any capacity that you're able to do so because i feel like children are the generation they are the future and so whatever we can do to help them to support them to create you know an opportunity for them to be the best that they can be i think it's such a great thing to do so i definitely um, seal that for you and I will look out for when you do get to that level and yes we should celebrate that for sure awesome yeah. question and then there's another one do you think marriage hold women back from attaining certain heights in their career I personally don't however it depends 
doesn't it? It depends on the kind of relationship that you have. It depends on the kind of, um, you know, situation your lifestyle is. So, for example, if you are in a relationship with somebody who is very understanding, who is very supportive, mm -hmm. then there's an opportunity for you to attain greater heights in your career because when you look back, you know that there is somebody to lean on, right? You know that there is somebody to hold your hand to support you whether you want to go back to university, whether you want to start a business at some point in your life, whether you want to acquire new skills, and you know that there is somebody there as a partner to support you, I think sky is not even the limit. That is my take on that. What is your take in terms of, do you think marriage holds women back from attaining certain heights in their career? No, I don't think so. I, I, I even think it's an extra hand for me. I mean, I could be doing it alone, but now I have help. So, I mean, it's it's even a motivating factor for me to want to do more because there's somebody that I can rely on to have my back, even when I don't yes. have anybody. So, I mean, it's just two for the bride of one. There's somebody supporting me behind, yeah. say, oh, cheering me and say, go, I, I believe in you, you can do it. Even before any other person sees the vision, even before, I mean, he has a vision, even, even before um, whatever I want to do comes to light, he already sees this, he encourages me, this is how, how I think I should go about this. And I think that um, partners should, we should be the partner that will encourage you to do a lot more and be the best version of yourself. Absolutely, so true. Because I think when you have support in place, it makes life a lot easier. Having a network yeah. of support in place is definitely easier, definitely. So we're going to spice things up a little bit. Just wanted to ask you two fun questions. Okay, so the first one is, who would you choose to be coached by and why? Hmm. I mentioned Okonjo. I think I would like to be coached by Okonjo Obiara because um, I mentioned her because she has gone far in her career and where she is today, I would like to be there. I mean, and I know another thing that comes with mentors is that as they mentor you, they give you guidelines on how to go on how the next steps that they have taken, the mistakes that they have made that you shouldn't make again. So I would like to be coached by her because I need to be in... Um, uh, being in a, I mean, an organization that has world power, like the World Bank, where she is currently. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So if she's hearing you, I hope she will get in touch with you or you get in touch with her so that you can be coached by her because mm -hmm. the idea is that we take actions on those things that we say on the show. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want to do in terms of okay. being coached by somebody, make sure you take the right action. Perhaps, you know, invite her or maybe mm -hmm. go to one of her events and see how you can make that happen. And I look forward to that coming to life, actually. Awesome yeah. stuff. And then the next question around that is that, um, what is the best advice you have ever been given? The best advice I've got, do what makes you happy. If, if it makes you happy, just do it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's if it makes you happy, just do it. Because I think that's so important, isn't it? What's the point of doing things that doesn't make you happy, right? It's important that yeah. you do things that makes you feel good about yourself, things that makes you feel happy. 
and it doesn't really matter what somebody else is saying as long as you're happy that's yes. all that really matters so i think that's a really good one definitely um also someone said um is Yemisi open to mentoring people soon yes i am yes i am okay awesome stuff so we're going to be leaving your um link there so that they can get in touch with you and you're also going to be sharing your link with us as well um which is really great so someone talks about so what about the case of children and you are required to sit back a while e.g women who have weight to be to made partners and having kids okay so did you understand that question I'll, I'll, no i'd like you to take the question again okay let me just put it on there so so what about the case of children and you are required to sit back a while e.g women who have to wait to be made partners before having kids mm. okay um so what makes it considered who has to wait to be made okay partners before having kids partners before, is it partners in the corporate world or but okay um now the world has evolved and we can get help right I, for one, I have a nanny that I strongly rely on. So while I'm out there doing my thing, I have a nanny that I rely on at home. My mom is there to check my kids for me. So you do not have to limit yourself in the corporate world because of your children. Because these same children will ask you in 20, 30 years and tell you, oh, so what were you doing all those? Bad? And I'll tell them, oh, I was really taking care of you. <laughs> which, which I will still be doing, by the way, if someone else was looking for them. Uh, why I was in the office and of course it's just nine to five and many hours and I get back to them and we can catch up by the way I do a lot of catch up with my kids every day we speak late into the night to catch up on their events during the day so you don't have to stop yourself because you have kids you don't have to let your kids limit you because they will not be limited by you I mean it's not even a good example to let your kids limit you definitely and I think we all have different situations and different scenarios, um, you know, different lifestyle. And so sometimes some of us, we have access to a support of network and some of and sometimes we, we don't. Mm -hmm. And so for some of us who don't, it becomes very difficult for you to be able to manage work, manage the household, look after the children mm -hmm. and do all those things. But when you have support in place, it makes it yeah. easy. It makes life a lot more easy. Yeah. You're able to you know do the things that you wanted to do you're able to be in places that you need to be in and so you know we all have different lifestyle different scenarios and so it's about um just doing the best that you possibly can you know and um not everybody has the support so sometimes it can be very difficult definitely for sure excellent stuff um good stuff Okay, so Yemisi, how have you been able to manage being the head of business at Awaba and also a mother? I know you touched on that already, but maybe as a mother, that would be okay. good. Okay. Um, it's been easy for me because um, I, 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 I didn't let having a kids be a barrier. I, I saw it as a thing of joy, as, as an added value to the fact that I, I have a career. As I saw it as an advantage because I already have a 
for the job, I'm doing well, then I have kids to support me to make me happy. Even in time where I feel that, oh, this decision I've taken is wrong. I get back home and there are people to cheer me and say, oh, you're welcome. They don't even understand what I do by the day. By the day. But the idea is, oh, you're welcome. This is happening. They report this. I mean, they take your mind off the day's work. They take your mind off the day's stress and the essence of some stress relief for you <laughs> even though sometimes it will not be because they come to report each other he, he did this he did that i'm like oh i just had a terrible day <laughs> but on the light side when you look at it and you get home you take it mean it helps you take your mind off work the fact that you can balance family and um your corporate life helps me to go along with it the fact that i'm able to balance it absolutely i think motherhood and entrepreneurship is definitely um two things that you have to try to balance sometimes we don't get it right you know yeah. because we're trying to be a loving mother to our children and we're also trying to be the best that we can be at work for the managers as well mm -hmm. and also trying to look at how can i get a pay rise how can i get to the top level how can i you know work on my continuous personal development and then when we get home we need to also provide time for the children we need to do homework mm -hmm. with them we need to be there to listen to them and also show them love and care and nurture them and to support them so i think motherhood and entrepreneurship you know being a businesswoman or working it's something that we have to find balance in some of us we get it right and some of us we're work in progress and so it's about just trying to see the best that you can do and to also balance and if you have someone who you are in a relationship with your partner and you, and they're very supportive it really makes it work a lot more better you know and also if you have a network of support in place as well which is very important so thank you so much for the questions we had such an amazing engaging audience who are definitely interested in many of the things we've discussed about today which is really important so yeah, see how can people actually um, reach you and get in touch with you i know somebody mentioned about whether you're going to start mentoring people soon and i and i know that other people want to know more about um, um awaba where you work for so do tell us how can people reach you how can our audience actually get in touch with you okay my LinkedIn page is Uluwayemiziobitayo. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I have an Instagram handle, Yemiobit. You can connect with me. And I'm on Twitter too as Yemulanti. <laughs> so, yeah, you can connect with me on those channels. And I'll be awesome. glad to mentor and communicate. Brilliant. So I've left your LinkedIn details in the chat. Um, for any of our listeners who wants to reach you and also connect with you as well, which is incredible. And so um, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. I hope you've actually enjoyed yourself. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> Ian, that's done really well. So how do you think you've done so far? Um, I think I didn't do bad for my first podcast. <laughs> 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 absolutely absolutely how did you find the whole process in terms of being on the show um i i like it because it's it helps to 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 discuss your process your growth then you look back and say oh i've, I've been through this this is how i've grown this is how i've evolved and so yeah, yeah. it's inspiring absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely and i hope you've enjoyed the show as well yes i have 
Absolutely. Awesome stuff. Brilliant. And so just to wrap up the interview, I just wanted to ask, um, could you provide our listeners any inspirational words or even words of encouragement to help them to, you know, realize their vision and also to take action? Thank you. Where you are today is the least you will ever be starting from today. Where you are today is the least you will ever be starting today. So make efforts to always be the best of yourself. Fantastic. That sounds like a really great encouraging words. Where you are today is the least you will ever be. And that means that there is an opportunity for you to progress. You're yes. not going to be in the same place you are today, tomorrow, because there's going to be a progression in your life. There's going to be things that you're going to be taking action on to be able to get you to the next level. And everything that you need begins with you, isn't it? It begins with you, it starts with you. You have to take the action. You have to realize exactly what you want to do. And then you have to start now because tomorrow is not promised. We're only here for a short while. So whatever you want to do, make sure you do it now set your goals on it meditate on it manifest it and pray about it so that you can actually achieve it and there is nothing impossible for you make sure you visualize it and then adapt to it and also make it possible so i want to say thank you to my amazing guest yamisi thank you for being on the show today it's been really great thank to have you Anna. you are more than welcome and also thank you to our amazing guests for joining us Thank you so much for the engagement and all the wonderful questions on today's show. It's really an honor to have each and every one of you here. And so I would just like to say thanks for joining us on this wonderful episode of this podcast. And I truly appreciate your presence on this edition. So please remember to keep leaving us a great rating and review. And you can also subscribe to the podcast and also recommend it to your family and your friends. You can also get tickets to join us at this end of year Christmas extravaganza event. All the links will be in the show notes. And you can also follow us on social media and get some great digital products on our website. So until next time, thank you so much to MSC and to our lovely audience. Take care and see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Anna. Bye.